Life Audio. You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, today I want to continue my conversation with Thaddeus Williams and talk about this chart he made up. Uh, It's called the Scandalous Seven. And it says, meet the men who inspired the gender ideology being taught to today's children. So we're going to go through these seven men and what, how they contributed to what's going on in the world today. So I'm excited to get into that conversation with him. So enjoy the show. But first, a word from our sponsor. Okay, so let's talk about this chart you you created, which I I, I don't know where I discovered this, but um, it was fascinating. And I know a lot of these characters, but it's you call it the Scandalous Seven. And you say at the top of the chart, it says, meet the men who inspired the gender ideology being taught to today's children. So let's talk about first... Alfred Kinsey, what are what were his doctrines, and then what are the facts? Sure. So uh, Kinsey uh, was doing most of his work in the first half of the 20th century. Uh, he died in the late 1950s. Uh, his his two volumes, um, the sexual behavior in the human male. Um, that dropped, I think, in 1948, and mm-hmm. then it was followed by sexual behavior in the human female, which dropped a couple years later, 1953. This was the Bible of the sexual revolution. It's hard to overstate uh, just how influential Kinsey's uh, sexual behavior two volumes were in shaping the sex- sexual revolutionaries of the 1960s. Uh, and some of his key doctrines uh, he argues that sexuality is is fluid. Uh, he argued he was one of the first to argue that gender is non-binary. Uh, he invented the Kinsey scale of gender fluidity, uh, and most of his research has since been debunked. Yeah, uh, it's no longer looked at as science. It was it was pseudoscience from the outset, um, but that didn't keep it from having the massive cultural impact that it did. Uh, he bases research, his, his theories on interviews with over 1,000 sex offenders, uh, and pedophiles. Uh, and he personally loathed, like he hated the Christian, the Judeo Christian concept of monogamous heterosexuality. He thought that that was inherently oppressive. Um, so, so that's sort of the headlines of Kinsey. Um, a few, um, unsavory facts about him. Uh, and this is all well documented, uh, in, in the infographic that, that Beckett, I'm sure you'll make available. I have all yeah. the, the receipts to show backing this. Uh, but Kinsey himself sexually abused minors, uh, during his research and for his research. Uh, and this stuff is just hard to talk about, but we need to expose the, the evil origins of gender ideology. 
Um, this included, um, quote, multiple orgasms in prepubescent males. That's a quote from uh, his own book where mm. he researched that. Uh, he falsified research. He advocated bestiality incest. He was a pedophile rights activist, and he was a big fan of, of sadomasochism. And so the fact that, you know, I'm a parent, if my kids are learning sex ed uh, and a lot of the, the dogmas being taught come from somebody like this, that is a huge red flag. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, so let's move to Wilhelm Reich. Uh, who is he? What were his doctrines and what were some of his, the facts about his life? Yeah, so so his major work, he was also working in the, the first half uh, and into the middle of the 20th century. Uh, his What really put him on the map was his book, The Function of the Orgasm. Um, he's, he's considered to be a crackpot pseudoscientist by virtually everyone <laughs> today. Uh, he was the one who coined the term sexual revolution there uh, in the 50s. Uh, he promoted the ideology, if it feels good, do it, which is mm -hmm. basically the sexual ethic of, of our generation. Uh, sexual expressivism um, was how you achieve liberation from repression. So, so this is very much in the water we swim in, in the air we breathe, this idea that um, if you have a sexual desire and you do not gratify that desire, you are repressing it, and that's going to manifest in all kinds of um, negative outcomes and mental health. Um, it sounds like problems. Freud too. Yeah. Oh, very much so. So, so you need to, sexual liberation is achieved by acting out um, all of your sexual desires. So Wilhelm Reich is a major uh, forefather of that view. Um, just like Kinsey, he thought monogamous heterosexual sex uh, was an evil relic of religion that just needed to be abolished. Um, so, like uh, Kinsey, there's some unsavory facts about Reich that I think are relevant to the conversation. Um, and again, all this stuff is well documented. He battled recurring psychosis. Um, he practiced vegeto <laughs> vegetotherapy um, using produce uh, in the bedroom and ways that that could uh, liberate one from repressed wow. sexual desires. Uh, and he did that as part of his research on his, his uh, study subjects. Um, his, most, much of his research would include massaging um, naked patients. In uh, those massages, it, it's what we would know today as sexual assault, um, right. without any question. Um, and that included children. So he sexually assaulted children as part of his research. Um, he had multiple affairs. He, like Kinsey, was an avid defender of pedophilia. Uh, he ended up dying in prison. He landed himself in prison for a long litany of crimes. So again, <laughs> as a dad, I I want the Wilhelm Reichs of history not within a million mile uh, radius of what my kids are learning about sexuality. And especially our next character, Michel Foucault. Talk about him. Yeah, I, it's hard to overstate Foucault's impact on on how people think about sexuality in our day. Um, 
Foucault, he wrote History of Sexuality in the 1970s. That was a, a massive bestseller. Uh, he's considered the, the godfather of what today we know as queer theory. Um, he, th- this idea that crops up on college and university campuses, uh, the idea that heteronormativity is oppressive. Um, he coined that term heteronormativity for those of you who might not be familiar. Um, it would be like a protest on a university campus because Valentine's Day is rolling around and uh, maybe the ads for Valentine shows a male and a female uh, with a heart. That That's just pushing an oppressive heteronormative, the idea that men liking women and women liking men is the norm. That's oppressive. That's alienating mm-hmm. um, folks, you know, in the LGBTQ plus categories. Um, so that idea that heteronormativity is a power structure and that we need to deconstruct that power structure, that's Foucault. Well, how do you deconstruct that power structure? Um, for Foucault, uh, sexual expression was um, an act of liberation. You, you, you sort of sock a blow to the man. You, you, um, you help deconstruct heteronormativity by taking on a subversive sexual identity and indulging in not mainstream sexual behaviors. That's how you join the revolution uh, is by living what others would see as a deviant uh, sexual lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and, and he practiced what he preached on that front. Um, he practiced sadomasochism, um, uh, sex and sadomasochistic sex. He was really into torture uh, and bondage and, and SM, S&M and things like that. Um, he, just like Wilhelm Reich, just like Alfred Kinsey, was a huge pedophile rights activist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to ask the question, how if this sexual liberation is so liberating, how did that pan out for the the forefathers of liberation? Well, Foucault was deeply suicidal uh, throughout his entire adult life. Uh, he ended up, by practicing what he preached, um, sadly, he contracted HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the first public figures to die of it uh, in 1984. Um, so if you break reality, the structure of moral reality, moral reality has a way of breaking back. And Foucault is a tragic case in point of that. Yes. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so then Harry Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin uh, also doing a lot of his work really in the mid-20th century up into the 1980s. Um, He coined the term uh, transsexual. He wrote a book called The Transsexual Phenomena uh, in 1966. So the dogma, let me just quote Harry Benjamin directly here. 
He says, the mind of the transsexual cannot be adjusted to the body. We must adjust the body to the mind. So, so this made him the forefather of today's gender ideology, the forefather of gender reassignment surgery and, um, and hormone treatments for children and things like that. Um, Harry Benjamin really is, is the father of that. And, and so think of it historically. The idea was humans have emotions. We have feelings. And those feelings could be in sync with reality. Maybe they're totally out of whack with reality. And so in most cultures through history, whether we're talking about the Buddhist pursuit of the Tao or the way, uh, whether we're talking about the Muslim desire to keep the five pillars, um, the, the Buddhist pursuit of the eightfold path, the uh, Christian pursuit of discipleship and sanctification, um, Plato's pursuit of the good, Aristotle's pursuit of virtue, Augustine's pursuit of um, the Ordo Amoris, ordered affections and loves. Virtually every society in history has this concept that my feelings are not the final authority, so I need to engage in this quest to align my subjectivity with reality and with moral reality. Mm -hmm. But with Harry Benjamin, he he sort of dumps on that entire rich human tradition and says, no, 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 you don't conform your emotions to reality. You conform the outside world to your emotion. Your emotion is unassailable. It's unquestionable. It's sacrosanct. It's, it's the final word. And that's now the air we breathe. I mean, he's the father of TikTok. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and that my feelings are, are the final say. If I feel like I'm trapped in the wrong body, then it's unthinkable that I would change my feelings to match my biology. It has to be the other way. I have to tweak the outside world uh, and my, my biology to match my subjectivity. So that's Benjamin, some of his core doctrines. Um, well, what kind of character was he? He experimented on children's bodies, um, causing irreparable damage um, mm. to many young children. Um, he was undeterred when his research assistant revealed, quote, there's too much unhappiness among people who have had the surgery. Too many end in suicide. And so Harry Benjamin being the pioneer in terms of actually changing bodies to match people's subjective states, it was it was a mess. It was a travesty. Um, it was not the raving success that it's cracked up to be. And it still isn't, by the way. Yeah. Um, there's no um, research that reassignment surgery, um, that hormone treatments have any lasting positive effects on people with gender dysphoria's mental state. That what the research shows is uh, in the early stages of hormone therapy, there, there's a, test, a testosterone rush um, for somebody who's transitioning from female to male, there is a real rush from having high mm -hmm. T, having testosterone pumping through your veins. But once you sort of come down off that mountaintop, um, once you follow people who've had either hormone therapy or reassignment surgery, if you follow them after a few years, any benefit uh, vanishes and the rates of suicide, suicidality uh, and mental illness, sadly, um, end up right where they were before. 
So this has been a uh, a case of false advertising, um, falsely advertising the benefits of transition um, since its inception with Harry Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. So let's move to John Money. What's sure. his what's his deal? Yeah, Money is one of the most you know scandalous characters on on the list here. John Money. Uh, he just passed away on the early two thousands. His 1980s book, um, I think it was 1988, uh, Gay, Straight, and In Between, uh, he was the one who coined the term gender identity. You know, mm. that term is just ubiquitous now. It's it's part of the popular lexicon. What is your gender identity? He coined that, that term in 1967. Uh, he believed, like most of Gen Z now, it's, it, it baffles me, Beck, at how these ideas of people whose science has been roundly debunked um, are now what like a 12-year-old just thinks about gender. Um, that blows my mind. He, he believed that gender was just a social construct, a purely subjective phenomena. Uh, he promoted and practiced hormone treatments and gender reassignment surgery for children. So mm-hmm. stuff that has since gone mainstream. And let's make no mistake about this. Um Gender reassignment surgery, what's being um, sort of uh, euphemized as just gender-affirming care, right? That sounds good, gender-affirming care. Um, it is big business. There's mm-hmm. a huge finan- financial incentive to invest in, um, I'm not going to mince words here, mutilating children's bodies. Um, there, there's billions of dollars um, to be made in that industry. Um, and so follow the money. <laughs> and a lot of that goes back to John money. Um, he, I think, should have his his card permanently pulled as having insight on human sexuality based on um, just a, a travesty of a case where uh, he found uh, six-year-old twins um that one, it, it, it's a long story. You can read all the details online, uh, but I'll just sort of cut to the point here. Um, he wanted to prove the hypothesis that your gender is purely social. And so one of the twins was to be raised, you know, as a female uh, the other was to be raised as a male and purely on the social factors, he was going to substantiate his, his gender theory. Uh, needless to say, the facts completely debunked the idea that genders appear social construct. Uh, but what's more disturbing is as he was doing his research with these twins, uh, starting when they were six years old, um, or, or I should say it started before that, but when they were six, um, he would have them strip down naked and simulate um, sexual acts with each other. He would show six-year-olds pornography. He personally assaulted both of them sexually, and and both later in life ended up committing suicide. Wow. Uh, so we're talking with John Money. He is a monster. He is a, a pedophile monster, and yet he is the one that people look to to form their their view of human sexuality and gender. He falsified his research. He was an adamant uh, pedophilia defender. And so by the time this stuff is making it now into our 
our cur- curriculum for children, um, think of uh, most kids in America now are being exposed to what's called the genderbred person. The genderbred person. It's mm-hmm. this little graphic of a genderbred person has a little arrow um, to the genital saying, this is your biological sex. And then it has a little arrow to the heart. This is your your gender identity, the way you feel. Um, then it has a little arrow to the body. Um, this is how you choose to present. All these categories that your biology has nothing to do with your gender that is being inculcated in children's minds. Uh, John Money is the father of that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's move to Jean-Paul Sartre. Jean-Paul Sartre. Sartre, yes. Um, Sartre, uh, existentialism and human emotions, being in nothingness, some of his major works. Um, and he laid a lot of the philosophical foundation for this gender theory that is sweeping the nation now. And, and what he did was he took Aristotle. Aristotle is in sync with the Bible on this by saying that your essence for Aristotle, your essence precedes your existence, which is a fancy way of saying um, there's such a thing as human nature. There's there's a way that we thrive as humans um, when we tap into what we were designed to do, mm-hmm. uh, which you have a state, Aristotle, called eudaimonia, fulfillment. You're doing what you were made to do. Well, for Sartre, he flips Aristotle backwards, and he doesn't believe in a god or a higher power or, or any design for Sartre, you just exist. So your existence precedes your essence. You're here. There's no point to human existence. So you now get to, through an act of willpower, create your own essence. Mm-hmm. You can create yourself as a, I'm a two-spirit essence. I'm a Zer essence. I'm a they-them essence. I'm a, um, a furry essence, right? The whole furry movement of yeah. people who identify as, you know, I'm 98% cat essence. Um, a lot of that stuff that's trending on, on TikTok now, um, people playing with their identities uh, and claiming those as their new essence, um, that they are the ideological children and grandchildren of, of Jean-Paul Sartre. Um, so he, a little bit about him, the kind of character he was, he was a notorious womanizer. Um, for him, Sex was about the sadistic conquest of another. It was about asserting power. Um, he got hooked on amphetamines. He campaigned like everybody we've met so far for pedophilia. Uh, he described himself as, quote, gaga. I'm not stupid, but I'm empty. So, again, all of these founders, you, you don't find some happy, li- liberated man. You find people who are either suicidal, addicts, um, deeply depressed. And they're the ones now shaping a new generation to follow their dogmas who are going to end up equally as depressed and broken. Yeah. Okay. So the last person on this chart is Jacques Derrida. Uh, talk about his his views and some of the facts about his life. Sure. So, so his main doctrines, he's one of the big inspirations for queer theory. Um, he thought that language itself is oppressive. Um, he says we, we inhabit a logocentric Western culture where words are used to, to exclude. Um, so he says that, um, grammatical distinctions between, say, he and she, that's oppressive. 
um, distinctions between man and woman, those words themselves are oppressive. They perpetuate false binaries. Um, he, she language is, um, these are tools of, of oppression. So we need to, um, subvert all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, we need to, his words, disorganize the inherited order by his term was trashing all these binaries. So, um, using they, them, using Zezer, um, these are ways for people who bought into Derrida's ideology. These are ways of dismantling the heteronormative oppressive power structures. So again, I'm just amazed by this stuff, Beckett, that Derrida is notoriously um, hard to read. Um, a lot of his critics give him flack for being so abstruse in his writing. But here you have like, especially on TikTok, on TikTok, you have, you know, 12 and 13 year olds who are faithfully regurgitating his doctor, his doctrines. Um, and a little bit about him again, he's, he's a sordid character like everybody else that we've met so far. He described himself as a horrible Mediterranean macho man. Um, he was a notorious womanizer like Sartre. Um, his own sons wanted nothing to do with him. They disowned him for all of his infidelities. Um, he often coerced his lovers to have abortions. Mm -hmm. um, he used to acknowledge the existence of a love child. I mean, just the list goes on, but these are the big seven um, who all of what's being mainstreamed now trace it to its origins. And this is the cast of characters we meet. Wow. Well, thank you for going through this. I mean, it's, you know, so some people in the current culture may think, you know, this, this stuff is just coming out of thin air. Like where, how is this all happening now? But it's all of, you know, these guys and others who, whose philosophies and teachings that are, you know, have come home to roost and sure. have really changed an entire society. So, yeah. and especially for the parents out there, um, I I've been in uh, recently a meeting uh, where the parents got to meet beforehand uh, the woman who was coming in to do the sex education for the sixth graders. Um, and I just asked uh, point blank in this meeting, I said, uh, what steps have you taken to ensure that the dogmas of Alfred Kinsey and the dogmas of Wilhelm Reich and Foucault and Benjamin, all, all these um, forefathers of gender theory, what have you done to ensure that none of their doctrines are going to be um, passed on to our children? And uh, it really froze her in her tracks. And, and it gave me sort of a small platform to uh, awaken other parents um, to the fact that it is these dogmas that are being passed on. So she said, oh, we don't teach any of that controversial stuff. We have one unit on the genderbred person, which she said, it, it's very innocuous. And I said, all due respect, it's not innocuous. The genderbred person is the direct result of the dogmas of John Money and Harry Benjamin and so forth. And just being the one parent to sort of step up, uh, all these other parents were like, yeah, like people are just sort of, it's easier to be a fly on the wall and not speak up. And so I'd encourage listeners out there. If you got to be the first one, if you got to be the spearhead to, to sort of break through, you'd be pleasantly surprised to see how many other people are standing right behind you willing to stand up to this nonsense. Wow. 
That's good. Well, thank you, Thaddeus Williams, for being on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's it's been a pleasure. It's always it's always fun to get together, Beckett. Thank you. All right, guys, we will see you next time on the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Thank you to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find more faith-centered podcasts about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.